if, you, if you're a listener, tell your friends. Subscribe through Subscri- iTunes. Subscribe. Rate. Leave reviews. Yep. Rate. Don't just be a fucking sponge. Don't, yeah, don't do this shit's for that free. Shit. Yeah. The least you could do is put in a bit of fucking effort. And subscribe. But, and subscribe. Get reviews. Get your friends. Yep. For every ten people you can prove to us that you've subscribed, what do you give you a blowjob? Absolutely. What? Change my picture. Smack my picture. I said, change my picture. Smack my picture. So we're all good? Yes, we're all good to go. All right. Episode 11. <laughs> episode 11. The That's drinking episode. <laughs> the, a couple of freaks drinking game. We will have to have an episode where we sit back and, and, and there'll just be the steady clinking of ice. Of, of whiskey in... Uh, in Ice in whiskey glasses. Yeah. Even a couple of bricks after dark. <laughs> yeah, actually, we should. We can, we can review porn. Finally. I'd get ah. my wish to review porn. <laughs> um, I don't know if we could just stick to two movies, though. I'm, I'm, no. I, well, Russian Institute counts it, as it, one it, movie, isn't it? It's a series. <laughs> the problem is, it's if we're reviewing porn, then we'll have to have a clip so we can point things out. Absolutely. And then we'll just start jerking it. Yeah, again. Again, which <laughs> it was awkward enough when we did it talking about, you know, the movies that we do talk about. Yeah, yeah. But it would probably be okay, a little bit better in porn. Exactly. Than when we did it when we were watching The Princess Diaries. And it was a bit awkward during The Hunger Games. It was. I mean, the odd Dutch rudder through Hunger Games, you know. In the cinema it was okay because the well, lights were out. That's right. That, but, and that's um, why you go to premium. Yeah. <laughs> D- Dendy premium, good friends of the show. <laughs> Potential good friends of the show. Yes. But the Nakatomi ballroom is a little well lit. It a little is. well too lit. Too, yes. Too well lit. Too well lit. But yep. uh, Nakatomi Warroom can always, you know, hit the road. <laughs> We're Can- Canberra needs a good porno cinema. Have, have a well. dirty, sticky floored, trench coat wearing porno cinema. Absolutely. You know, because I'm tired of cleaning up my, my landroom floor <laughs> when you dirty bastards come around. I t- if I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times, roll of lino. You can get it from Bunnings <laughs> for like 12 bucks a metre. Just roll it out when we're coming out, when we're coming over. Yep. Take it out the back, yep. hose it down. Yep. You're all good. All right, all right. Now, look, for next time, for next time. Yeah. For the debut of Russian Institute 18. <laughs> are, we having a, uh, are we having a premiere party? <laughs> Rolling out the pink carpet? Oh, yeah, no, with the, with, the, with the porn paparazzi or something. Yes. One day we'll get there. The AVNs. They've got our oh. name on it. Well, because I've got the, obviously the hookup with, uh, with CES, the Consumer yep. Electronics Show, yep. that I, at some stage, will get to. Mm. Purely for the... Consumer electronics. Well, if you want to legitimize yeah, yeah. your trip to Vegas, to I just want to be able to put it on tax. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a fucking taxable expense, motherfuckers. Well, I think a couple of pricks what? after dark in Vegas. Yeah. Oh, see, that's why you're the ideas, man. All right. That's who you is. Yeah. I'm the ideas. You're the talent. Yep. All right. Well, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't expecting that. Okay. Well, but well, it's well, the truth. Well, but I wasn't expecting. Well, I'm the ideas. You're the other guy. <laughs> Because nice. otherwise it'd just be me talking to myself. Yeah, yeah. You need somebody to yeah. you know, ridicule. I do. I do. Anyway.
start off with we'll hit some news, but we'll start off with a couple of sad news, yep. things that have happened since last time we were we were amongst you. Yep, yep. Obviously, Tony Scott. Yeah. Is a uh, is a sad yep. is a sad loss, apparent suicide. I don't know. Have they come back with any? more details of why no. there was the brain tumour the cancer rumour but I think that's been I think that's been kiboshed yeah. um, as far as I know uh, and as far as I've been able to research the family have kept a fairly tight lid mm-hmm. on what's happened I was pretty devastated by this not to not to too find a point on it and the worst part about it is I, I just wanted to start making jokes to make myself feel better but yeah. I just couldn't couldn't do it but anyway yeah. Because uh, he yeah, was going to direct Top Gun too, wasn't he? As far as I was aware, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, is, is that what's really hurting? A little bit. That all those letters have just gone for nothing. A little yeah. bit, yeah. You my had campaign, your of hope. my campaign to get Tony Scott and Tom Cruise together again. Mm. Yeah, no, it's a sad movie. I mean, Chris leaves behind a fairly good. Uh, I mean, fairly good run mm-hmm. of of Tony Scott style movies. Yes. I mean, I think Crimson Tide stands head and shoulders above most. But for me, Crimson Tide. True, uh, true romance. True romance, yeah. And of course, you can't go past Top Gun. Uh, yeah, well, you um, can't. And then, then his his uh, onslaught with Denzel with Man, Man on, on Fire. Fire. Fuck, there was that other one. But I, I, I nearly said American Gangster, but that's his brother. Yeah. There was two that he did that pretty much. Oh, Deja Vu, I think he did with mm-hmm. Denzel Washington. Did he do the Out of Time or whatever it was with Johnny Depp? Was that him? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Could have. Yeah. Nick of Time. Nick of Time. Nick of yeah. Time, yeah. That with Christopher Walken was in yeah. that as well. Yeah, it's pretty ordinary movie, but so it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> well, so anyway, he he will be missed. Yeah. It, it will be sad. Yeah. And of course, more recently, yeah, uh, the big fella, yeah, Michael Clyde Duncan. That was awful. I mean, not not the most prolific of actors, um, but, well, but he had he did a he did have a, a fairly solid body of work. Most famously, of course, the Green Mile. Yeah. Which is just it was an amazing, mm. amazingly touching performance from a yep. a guy that you don't expect something like that from. The problem with Michael Clark Duncan, or maybe not the problem with him, but I often think that he would people would possibly get him confused with um, Tony Rames. Uh, no, Tony Lister. I thought they're both okay. very similar in height and whatnot, but and build. But yeah, look, I, I it was a tragedy to to see Michael Clark, Clark Duncan. And it was a, was a hard issue, wasn't it? Mm. I think. Yeah. So you know, and that was. That was pretty tragic, and and on my like personal front, Joe Lewis, yeah, uh, martial you, arts you legend, that. yeah, been in a couple of very fucking ordinary movies, but worthwhile mentioning just that you know I mean he's he in Jaguar Lives, which just just fucking abysmal, but Karate Hard Man Joe Lewis, it was just sad. I mean mm-hmm. it sort of you know came on the back of of Michael Clark Duncan, mm-hmm. and probably the most devastating news I heard today was that uh, Ryan Reynolds is off the market. Oh really? Yeah. So, wow, the the hits just keep coming in. Uh, that really, in Woody Land. yeah, that sucked big time because I thought, I thought we had a thing, but um, anyway, him and Blake Lively, that bitch, she gets to enjoy that Ryan Reynolds goodness. That, wow, uh, those abs, mm-hmm. that hair. Anyway, it's a sad day in Hollywood. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, I've. I've, I've as we said, I've got a, I've got a bunch of news. Yes. Um, you not so much. No. With a bunch. Not so much with the Again, news. Again, people, life does get in the way. Yeah. Sometimes. And um, uh, and if you don't like it, fuck off and make your own podcast. Yeah. And and to be fair, lazy cunt. There is that. <laughs> there know, is that. Fairly significant. Um, yeah. I. I was going to say I was busy, but if you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if the shoe fits. <laughs> if the specular fits. If the, yes. All, All right. right. Fire it off. All right. Um, I have uh, some reboot news, as we always do. Yeah. And this is... I'm not sure if this is unwanted reboot news. Mm-hmm. In a reboot, yeah. if the original film was not huge, mm-hmm. if it doesn't have a cult following, if it's not, say, Total Recall, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about later in the episode, if it's not a film of that stature, if it's a smaller film that maybe didn't do that well, but they want to reboot it, where is the... Is it automatically okay? Is it, Or does it really depend on, the, on what it is they're rebooting? Um, look d- d- at, does uh, the film's legacy come into play when we're talking about the validity of a reboot? No, 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 not no, well. It should, but mm-hmm. no, it okay. doesn't. I mean, because it's know, still fuck you, you. Yeah, they're yeah. still going to remake Casablanca. Yeah. They're just, yeah. just inevitable. Yeah, you know. speak right. to me. What is this news? What is this? Because there's a bit of build. The up Rocketeer. Here. Oh fuck off! Really? So, Rocketeer wasn't a huge film no, when it came out, but it does have like a very small cult following for me it's a Jennifer Connolly film and oh, I think yeah, it, I think yeah, it stands alone yeah, because of that yeah. I've got no issue with this reboot um, because the original has no I don't think anyone is really invested that heavily in the reboot was in, the, in the original was the original based on anything was it a comic it, book I think was it was, it a superhero was I it? don't know if it was a legitimate comic book or it was just in that 30s comic book style okay I could be wrong listeners feel free to to chime in yeah but I, it, it may have been like an old school Mm. Like before the golden age, okay. comic or a like a a, a serial like a yep. like a um, Lone Ranger style. Yeah, I, I serial. To be honest, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. Mm. I certainly couldn't tell you who was in it. I mean, until you mentioned Jennifer Connelly, I would have gone. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, I suppose look, I don't care. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Just straight up, I don't care. Mm. Probably won't even go, go yeah. and see well, it. It is a Disney thing, so yeah. it's probably being aimed at kids. Yeah. and I don't, I don't have the, I don't believe the girls. Would, would want to see it like, like my girls I don't yeah. think and be if a they thing. suggest that they do you'll tell them that they're wrong they're absolutely yeah and and just drag them off by the ears to Highlander yeah you know the original again yeah. <laughs> some <laughs> continuous loop in the nursery <laughs> go to the Highlander room, room. <laughs> <laughs> go off and say six Hal Kurgans and come back <laughs> anyway <laughs> when they've both been really bad send them in you know they can be on <laughs> I think you're one step away from setting up a Thunderdome. Oh, that would be awesome. Two girls (laughs) enter, one girl leaves. I swear to God, the fucker, the way they fight, they've got their own Thunderdome going on. Yeah, look, I'm going to be honest, straight up, I don't give a fuck. Awesome. (laughs) So, you know, well done. Good. Yeah, you. (laughs) Kicking goals off the bat. Uh, A couple more sort of remake. Yes. Remake things. We we have known that Spike Lee is remaking Old Boy. Yeah. Some casting news Cunt. for yep. Old Boy. Shato Copley from District 9. Yes. Uh, and The 18. Yes. Yep. Josh Brolin and Sam Jackson. Ah, uh, okay. So I, I have to admit, Old Boy is on my list of shame. Ah, uh, right, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's spoken about with reverence. Yeah, but it, to be clear, it's the same. The hallway that, scene is spoken about with reverence. Yeah, it's, but it's the same reverence that you speak about with Highlander. It's mm. not the best of all movies, and it's got a fairly fucking awful twist to it mm-hmm. but yes the whole the one take one take fight scene the hallway platform thing is yes well worth the price of admission yeah. but it's not the best mm-hmm. like it wouldn't I it certainly wouldn't make anyone's top li- top 10 list unless that top 10 list was best hallway fights in one take across a platform area yeah yeah which actually probably surprisingly a lot of people <laughs> have that list 
Um, Admittedly, that list is probably just one film. Yeah, absolutely. All right. In an interesting remake. Oh, big call. News. Big interesting. call. Ken Watanabe. Yes. Who first came to Western prominence in The Last Samurai mm-hmm. and more recently in Inception. And has hepatitis C. Moving right along. Awesome. Well, not for him, <laughs> clearly. Is starring in a Japanese remake of the Western Unforgiven. Oh. Uh, so, an Eastern, <laughs> I presume. <laughs> I'm interested in this for a couple of reasons. A, Unforgiven is an amazing film. Yes. One of the best, yep. if not the best Western. Yeah, certainly. Of, on ev- The best modern Western, right. definitely. Should right up there with true, uh, the remake of True Grit. Ooh, you've lost me there, but sure. But the idea of seeing what they do with one of our movies... It's, it's an interesting mm. juxtaposition, I think, of them remaking a Western film. Yeah. I don't... You know what I mean? Yeah, a Western not, film, yeah. Rather than us continually mining everything that they fucking do. And putting Keanu Reeves in 47 on it. It is happening. It is. <laughs> I know a counsellor so we shouldn't talk about it, but we have to, no. we have to face it. It's like picking at a scab, it isn't is. it? Oh. Um, oh, that, that, that'll be pretty interesting, actually. Is it going to be... Do you know if it's going to be shoot 'em up Western or is it going to be Samurai or is it going to be... I can only hope it's Samurai because <laughs> how fucking well, awesome It would be, be nice for Japan to rape a, an American Western movie for a Samurai film rather mm. than the other way around. Well, they kind of... Magnificent Seven. Well, but Seven Samurai was Kurosawa's homage to Westerns. Well, it, it wasn't a strict remake, yeah, but it was the concept, the concept of the Western yeah. sort of thing, and then of course, and then of course they fucked it, with yeah, it. yeah. All right, they fuck with everything. Yes. Well, in a movie that a much loved movie that we uh, we speak about with reverence and and enjoy, that was Act of Valor. I don't know what fucking, what... which I'm sure we will both be talking about later in a new segment. Yeah. <laughs> Relatively me- Relativity Media and the Bandito Brothers, who brought you Act of Valor, are shopping around a television version of the show, preferably to go to broadcast and cable. I'm utterly... I just don't give a fuck, except it's apparently supposed to be more visceral than any other show on television. I just hope they get real actors, if they are going to do it, because you know I'm going to watch it at one point. They're also trying to do a similar grounded-in-reality series about a secret Black Ops force. It's going to be called React... And uh, pretty much they're in development with TNT. And uh, I put this in because it was slim pickings. And mm-hmm. I just thought it was the tie into the fact that we both pretty much hated Act Oh, yeah, Valor. it was shit. It was, it's, it scoured out my eyeballs. Mm. Um, and, and they want to keep dragging it up as if people want to see it. Exactly. And they shouldn't. So, you know what? Once again, I will taunt Seal Team 6. Dev Gru, whoever you are, mm-hmm. fuck you with your shit. Uh, Is that a helicopter? (laughs) You wouldn't hear them. See, they're not very good if you can hear the helicopter. Um, (laughs) Fuck you, SEAL Team And I'll look, I'll jump back in again with the with the next one. With something that I'm actually uh, kind of looking forward to, uh, Skyfall, which is the new Bond movie, Bond 23, um, or now it's called Skyfall rather than Bond 23. MGM Sony are banking that Daniel Craig is going to be the savior of the Bond franchise, with uh, Craig being contracted through to Bond 25. Mm-hmm. So, just in case those who weren't aware, Casino Royale was Bond 21, uh, Quantum of Solace 22, now we've got Skyfall 23. However, MGM and Sony, as a uh, corporation or partnership in this, only have Bond 24 mm-hmm. in their contract. So, presumably. So, an out clause if it's. Yeah. So, 
apparently what they want to do is they want to smash a bond out every two years mm. in order to try and revitalize the series. Yeah. And in that's the case, and Craig, nothing fall short of Daniel Craig falling off a bus or mm. falling in front of a bus. I mean, if he fell off a bus, that'd be cool. Yeah, because you just be, get back up there yeah, punch and punch the fuck out of the bus. Yeah, and, and but you know. Yeah. Um, but in this instance, that'll make him, that'll tie him with Sean Connery because you don't... As the most, yeah. most outings as well. Um, and with only one behind Roger Moore, who's mm-hmm. seven. Connery's Never Say Never Again shouldn't be counted because it's not canon. But, um, okay. but yeah, so there's George Lazenby, one. Timothy Dalton, two. Pierce Brosnan. Did Dalton only do two? I believe so. Okay. I could have done three. Oh, maybe Bolton did three. Dalton did three. I definitely know he, uh, of the two. The Living Daylights and A View to a Kill. Was it License to Kill? Yeah, License to Kill. License to Kill. And A View to a Kill was the Roger Moore one. Yeah. Fuck. The was Living Live Let Die no, more? that was Roger Moore, okay. yeah. Yeah, because that had Yafat Koto as the mm-hmm. Baron Zemdi guy. Yeah. Anyway, the important one is Queenbian's own George Lazenby's. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Yeah. If we're talking about things that shouldn't be considered canon, <laughs> I mean, this never happened to the other guy. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, that was on TV a while ago. Yeah. And fucking. I tried to watch it and I couldn't. Yeah, it, look, it's, it's got a certain kitschness, but you're right, it's not terribly good. Yeah. It's not um, terribly good. I mean, I like Craig as yeah. Bond. I think he really brings something. I think he brings a Con- uh, Connery's physicality yeah. to it. I know you're not 100% on the way that the series is going. You think it's not gadgety enough? Yeah. Well, actually, and and you're 100% right. That's how I, I felt about it. And then very similar to how I spoke about Bourne last week. Yeah. And then when I look at Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, but, and I look at it without that pre-prejudice brought yeah. into it, I can actually enjoy them as movies. But yeah. you're right. To me, Casino Royale wasn't the gadget Bond. Mm. Which we, and I'm okay with the turn it's taken now because yeah. I'm very interested to see what happens mm. with Skyfall. Yeah. But you're 100% right. I've, I've often lamented there's not enough gadgets. Where's yeah. his fucking laser watch and all that sort yeah. of shit? But but that did get a little bit fucking silly it did. towards the end. Yeah, like it fucking did. invisible B&Ws and shit. Oh, yeah. See, I think the... Li- um, I nearly called it the Living Daylights. But yeah, live uh, Die Another Day, mm. I think, fucked pretty much all the gadgets. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... Anyway. But in there, I mean, there is, as you see in the in the Skyfall trailer, there is a queue. Yeah, so, a new queue, yeah. So there's going to be... There's going to be something... There, yeah. they'll. I think they'll. Inter- they'll have to introduce something. Yeah, I do. I really like the way Casino Royale turned it. That it was, you know, just a fucking hulking, a machine. Yeah, of yeah. Bond. I love that. Yeah. Quantum of Solace was flawed. Yeah. But it was still, I think it was still good. Really excited for Skyfall though. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and this news, yeah, I, I heard this news on the weekend and was was really pleased by it. Mm. Obviously, MGM are in all sorts of financial yeah. trouble. Getting into bed with Sony to help pay for this, I think, yeah. is a good move. It's certainly taken a while for Skyfall to come out. Like I didn't do the numbers, but I'm pretty sure it's been three, four years yeah, since I think Quantum of Solace. It would be that, yeah. Um, you know, the problem with Bond is that you need to you need to do Bond. You need to churn him out pretty quick because he does get. I mean, you look at Roger Moore when he first started to the, the last movie. Yeah, very long in the fucking tooth. Yeah, you know. So yeah, so the, yeah, the two year turnaround yeah. I think is good. Yeah, I mean, it might fuck Craig for everything else mm. because he probably won't be able to do that much else. Yeah. Maybe a small little independent film somewhere, but yeah, with the money he's going to be making. I mean, is he going to be in the I don't, I don't know. Is his character in the Dragon Tattoo sequels? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so, are they being made or well, have they been canned? They've been told. That, yeah, David Fincher yeah. said they're going to do it, but I've, the less than stellar 
mm. result or rating or whatever fucking less than stellar bloody box office of Girl with Dragon Tattoo mm. you, gotta, you gotta wonder if they would yeah which yeah I, like I said I didn't think it needed to be mm-hmm. after I saw it I went this really didn't need to be remade at all no. anyway so be it alright the actor who is officially in everything, yep. the great friend of the show, Tom Hardy, yes. is apparently linked to be something, someone, in the new Jack Ryan movie, which may or may not be titled Beyond Redemption. Didn't I mention this last week? That he was I think I, you may have. Anyway. If you have, I'll... No, 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 it's fine. I, I, I know you talked about Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there I, wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was, it was oh, Tom Hardy. Who but, knows? Yeah. But, I mean, anyway, he's just in, in fucking everything. You've and seen the trailer for Lawless? Unlike Sam Worthington can actually yeah. act. Yeah, I have seen the trailer for Lawless, and apparently it's been released. Uh, or or about to be. Yeah, no, it's, oh, in, released in the States. Yeah, it's yeah. out. So it's made about 23 yeah. million so far. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'm actually quite excited for that movie. Yeah. Apart from the fact that it was written by Nick Cave. Yeah, that, I mean, that's... Worth the pro- I mean, the proposition. Did you see that? I, I have it. I just haven't. Proposition, yeah. Proposition. I have it. I just haven't. Oh, fucking great movie. Mm. Really slow boil, yeah. sort of, you know, Aussie western. Mm. But yeah, pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah but yeah, Tom Hardy, I'm going to show the booth, Gary Oldman, Guy Pearce. Yep. It's got it's got, um, some, it's got some game. I'm, it's something I'm Well, given that Guy Pearce really doesn't take movie roles like at the drop of a hat, mm. I mean, he... The, uh, his his fucking cameo, if you will, in the Hurt Locker um, mm. and the King's Speech and whatnot. He really only takes something that's. I think the Time Machine was was pretty much a, a slap on the wrist for him to realise that only take movies that are worthwhile that yeah. make that that get him hard. Yeah. Um, Memento being one of the standout yeah. performances and LA Confidential. Yeah, LA, mm. LA Confidential is fantastic, and mm. I think it's up there on my list of probably top fifteen. Yeah, films. I've actually got it to watch again because I wanted to. Despite having Russ the Love Must in it. But, um, yeah. I, I think there's enough good in that movie to get past mm. for us. Yeah, well, Kevin Spacey. Oh, that yeah. helps. Yeah. In news that will outrage hardcore BBC science fiction fans... No, that's it. I'm done. The people that think, you know... And we're not talking Doctor Who fans. All right. We're talking... Um, real people. Real... Well, no. <laughs> uh, the Sci-Fi Network is reportedly working on a reimagining reboot what have you, of Blake 7. Oh, for fuck tits sake. Really? Yeah. That was not that good a show. No, it wasn't. But, having said that, neither was Battlestar Galactica, and look how that turned out. True, but Battlestar Galactica was certainly kitsch. It mm. had a little bit of... I mean, I liked it back in the Dizzle. Yeah. But, you know, and that should be... That's, as we know, is the benchmark for, for all successful <laughs> TV shows. Whether Matt liked it back yeah. in the Dizzle. If I liked it back in the Dizzle, then, then by all means... Rape your childhood. <laughs> is, that what, is that what you're saying? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I know they're remaking Logan's Run. I know as no. a TV show or as a, as a movie? Because it was both. It was a movie, then it was a TV yeah. show. Yeah. I think they're just doing a, going to do the movie. Okay. Because that could work. But didn't they do that once? And wasn't it called The Island with... Yeah. Um, it was called In Time with Justin Timberlake and Mila yeah. Kunis as well. That yeah. was pretty much Logan's Run. And... The Island with Scarlett Johansson and Ewan McGregor. Yes, that's the one I'm Yeah, yeah. Similar, similar yep. concept, but yeah, mm-hmm. with the, you know, probably... So if they do this, if they take the best of both of those movies yep. and have it as the two people running the romance is Mila Kunis and Scarlett Johansson, yep. I am fucking there. <laughs> I'm there. I can <laughs> run the fuck. This movie could be the biggest piece of shit ever. I will still just go and watch those two run. Oh, especially Scarlett. Yeah. Oh, Bless. Bouncy, oh. Bless. In conflicted news, oh, pr- 
95% unnecessary and going to be shit, yep. with a glimmer of hope. Sean Ryan, creator of The Shield, mm-hmm. which we have we have talked about yep. in, in the past as being an exceptional TV talent, is connected with a TV series reboot of Beverly Hills Cop. Mm. No. Yeah, that's... No. I was just saying, I don't think even, even <clears throat> the Sean Ryan yep. can't save this from being a pile of parts. Because Be- Beverly Hills Cop was, was the fish out of the water yeah. thing, and then that was it. It was Because it didn't work through two sequels. No. So it was just... No, uh, so why... Yeah. Yeah, no, that's shit. Um, Beverly Hills Cop, as a movie, was fucking one of the funniest things yeah. and that I think I've ever seen. It was funny because it was Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy in his prime, when he's yeah. hitting his straps. Yeah. Back, you know, before he was doing fucking clumps and playing 18 characters in a fat suit. <laughs> or Pluto Nash. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Eddie oh, fuck it. what anyway. have you done for me lately <laughs> uh, right. no, is, so any word whether Eddie Murphy's going to be in it I have no idea probably won't do television probably not because he's no. still got such a high profile <laughs> the, his Shrek money has to be like you know, he's got to, that's got to be the only thing that's keeping yeah. him alive <laughs> Why? Because he's fucking on the terminal list or something. Looks remember the Nine Lung? What the fuck? No, because he's the Shrek movies are the only fucking hits he's had. <laughs> right, true. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, Dream Girls. Yeah. yeah. And actually, Dream Girls really imp- he really impressed me in that. Yeah, movie. yeah. Because the so, movie was yeah. Maybe too much singing. I've got to be honest. It's a problem with musicals. Too many songs. Yeah. There's only so many songs yeah. the human ear can handle. That's a long fucking movie. Yeah. Lots of songs. Yeah, see, see, see me, I find plays are like musicals with all the good bits cut out. <laughs> but maybe that's the fundamental difference between that you is, and I, my yeah. friend. All right, now I can't remember if we actually had this news last episode. If we did, I'll cut it out. Yep. The Shield TV show. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about that Joss Whedon was doing a TV show. Yep. Did we talk last episode that it was actually going to be Shield? No. Okay. And it was an unknown. It's an unknown. So it's now going to be Shield. <laughs> We might just clean that bit up. Breaking news. <laughs> Shield is the TV show. When you said Shield, I was back at Sean Ryan. Yes. And I'm like, really? Vic Mackey? What the fuck? You know? Vic Mackey is going to be in the Avengers. Nice. You heard it here first. There people. it is. Joss okay. Whedon. Joss Whedon's t- un- previously unnamed TV show for the ABC network. Yeah. The Marvel show that he's making is Shield. There is no word whether it's a prequel series, whether it's going to be like a young Nick Fury mm. Um think X-Men First Class, but as a TV show. Yeah. Or whether it's going to be more modern, dealing with Colby Smulders, yeah. Agent, what the fuck. Agent um, Marie Hall. Agent Hall. Marie Agent Hall, Hall whether yeah. it's it's her and it's going to tie in oh, she's so hot. with the Phase 2 stuff that's going yeah. on. Yeah. Couldn't say. You heard about the briefcase? Yeah. Not fucking happy about that. That's just bullshit. Yeah. Did you ever see that fan art or that fan concept? The guy, apparently, the rumour I heard was he tried to sell it to Marvel. He said, look, just pay me what you think the idea's worth and that's all. I'd just, you know, it'd be fucking cool. It's the helicarrier and the the fans are where the discs pop. Like, you put the dust... Oh. So it sits on your fucking oh. mantelpiece oh. and it's the helicarrier. Yeah, apparently, from what I heard, I could be wrong, but I don't give a fuck. This is a great story. That's awesome. Apparently he said to Marvel or said to the studios, mm. like, here's a proof of concept. I've built it. What do you think? Yeah. Apparently I said, no, we've got our own idea. Well, you know what, Marvel? Well, how'd that work out for you, Marvel? You're going to pay, because they've got to pay this fucking company millions. For the, for the fucking briefcase. Yeah. yeah. So, so, 
the official word from Amazon because I'm on the list because I was going to buy them. Yeah, 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 so was I. Was um, yeah, this has been removed from sale and we'll be doing something in spring next year. Okay. Because I'm hanging out for the because the Avengers is for sale now on Blu-ray, mm. but yeah. I'm hanging out for the one with the Whedon commentary that yeah. I know is coming. So. Yeah. Which yeah. is hard. I mean, I've had I've I've hired it. I'm going to probably hire it again at some point soon yeah. to watch it. Yeah, because it's just such a fucking great movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was Father's Day for me. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's news. Here we go. So we've got two reviews yes. for you for you fine fine people this week. Yep. One is a couple of weeks old, but it's still in fairly high rotation at your, your local multiplex. Yep. We're talking total recall mm-hmm. and the the much awaited for Expendables 2, which yep. uh, which Woody will be talking about at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I presume you'll lead off first with I will. Oh, all right. Total recall. Directed by Len Wiseman, starring Colin Farrell, Kate Beckinsale, and Jessica Biel. It is the end of the 21st century. The Earth has been devastated by chemical warfare, and the only two inhabitable places on the planet are the United Federation of Britain, the UFB, and the Colony, Australia. Living space is at a premium, with workers living on the cheaper and crowded colony travelling to jobs in the the UFB by way of the drop a shuttle through the Earth's core that is the only method of traversal from one side of the planet to the other. There's also a conflict going on. One of the first things that we hear about is a conflict going between the UFB and the colony, with the colony's resistance movement conducting guerrilla and terrorist attacks on UFB troops and civilians. Doug Quaid, Colin Farrell, is a factory worker who makes robots. He lives in the colony with his wife, Laurie, an EMT, Kate Beckinsale, and each day makes the trip to the UFB via the drop. He feels that his life is lacking something and searches out a company called Recall who specialise in implanting memories into people's minds. Quaid opts for a secret agent memory but halfway through something goes wrong and the facility is stormed by UFB police. Acting instinctively, Quaid takes out the entire squad with his bare hands, a skill that he didn't know that he had. He soon discovers that he isn't Doug Quaid at all and that he is Cole Hauser, the Colony Resistance's number two man who has been captured and his memory is, has been wiped and replaced with Quaid. Laurie also isn't his wife, but a cop set out to monitor and keep an eye on him. Or is it? Is this all part of the elaborate memory that Recall has uploaded into his brain? As the poster says, what is real and what is Recall? This movie has garnered a great deal of hate on the internet. I'm imagining from people who are looking through very, very rose-coloured glasses at the Arnold Schwarzenegger original. This film started its life not as a remake of the Arnold film, but from my my understanding, was more an, another adaptation of the original story. We can remember it for you wholesale. 
Somewhere along the line, though, it merged into a weird amalgam of both. Part retelling of a, the same source material and part, part remake of the Arnold film. And I think it actually suffers for it. I think it can't really decide what it wants to be. There are references to the original film, some subtle and cute, the woman in the, the line going through security, yeah. and some not-so-subtle, the three-breasted hooker. And I think they actually detract from the film rather than, than add anything. I don't think the film needed to have those little references to remind you what you weren't watching. The original Arnie film was on TV, actually, the weekend after I saw... Okay. saw this mm-hmm. gotta be honest I don't think it stacks up I don't think it deserves its cult status it isn't one of Arnie's best it's just not that great and I think the the glasses are, are firmly rose coloured for people that are that are complaining about this film and that it's you know raping their Arnie Arnie memories I don't have that that issue visually this film is quite stunning the visual design, the art design, particularly of the living complexes and the areas in the colony, mm. is quite is quite stunning. It's a very Blade Runner-y world, yeah. which, considering the source material, is not that surprising. But it's a glossier, shinier, not as dark version. Well, I thought of it was. A, I thought it was a Minority Report meets Blade Runner. Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah. yeah, I can take that. Yeah, I think. I'm quite happy. I didn't see any obvious dodgy as shit product placements that just really would have ruined it for me. There no. were probably a couple, but I didn't really notice them. I thought some of the the concepts were nice. I thought the phone in the hand mm. was a really nice a nice touch and some of the interactions that they yep. that they had were really quite well done. And I think visually this film is is quite impressive. A couple of problems that I have with it for a world where space is at a premium, Quaid's apartment is fucking huge. Yeah. I don't... That sort of scene just sit, sat a bit false. He's not rich. He's a factory worker. But he's in a place which is not that much smaller than where I live. And if we're talking about an overpopulated world where the UFB wanted to go and take over and make it living space, mm. they should be living in fucking shoeboxes. Yeah. Actually, I kind of thought his apartment was pretty cool. Oh, it was cool. I was cool. Don't get that's me wrong. Right. No, no, I thought it was awesome. I, th- I mean, I, I think that's a positive. I, I actually thought it was a pretty cool fucking apartment when they moved around. I went, wow. Mm. I, okay, it's probably a bit shitty and dingy outside, mm. but I kind of thought it was pretty fucking cool. But it is, but it shouldn't have been that big. Sure. I yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah, I yeah. understand your point. My other problem is is far more serious. Kate Beckinsale should not be allowed on the screen. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Obviously, she's married to the director. Len yeah. Wiseman is... Uh, I, I think Len Wiseman is... It's either two things. He's saying, hey, look what I've got. Yeah. Or he just needs to man the fuck up and say no. Every wow. time she was on the screen, yeah. she just took me completely out of the film with her complete lack of charisma, character, or presence. I don't rate her as any... She has a spectacular ass. I'll get that out of the way. That is her redeeming feature... Unless she is cast as girl with hot ass, I don't want to see it. Wow. That's a massive fucking call. <laughs> <That's>, wow. <laughs> All right. 
Conversely, or similar, not overly conversely, Jessica Beale, who has a role as... Passable ass. <laughs> perfectly serviceable ass. Who appears as Houses Quaid's ex-girlfriend. She's... She's decent. I'm... I have to I had to sort of take a tangent when I was writing this. I'm struggling to think of and this is made me think of, when I was at the movies the other day I saw the preview for the new Resident Evil movie. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a Resident Evil movie, I'm not going to see a Resident Evil movie. Yep. Mila Jovovich, Jovovich, oh, hot. She's a good action star. Yeah. I don't know anyone else, any other decent female action star. Mm. It's not Kate Beckinsale. Jessica Biel's not going to make it. Yeah, I agree with you, Kate. Jessica, Jessica Biel. Having I mean, a hard time coming along in this journey about Kate Beckinsale, but, but anyway. But you're, you're, you're limited. You know, <laughs> you're limited by your cock. You're thinking. I don't think I'm limited at all by my cock. Thank you very much. I think you're limited by. Your... <laughs> Never in public. <laughs> you're led by your cock when it comes to women on screen. <laughs> Fuck off. She's. Oh, you know what? I want to fuck her, so I'm going to think she's good. I completely disagree with the premise of that question, that statement. You <laughs> have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. Back on track, I thought Quaid, um, I thought Farrell was quite quite decent. Um, I think he bought the action when he needed it, but lacked a bit of the, the, the visceral finesse that we sort of expect in sort of that post-born... Because I mean, the, the opening action scene, when, well, not the opening action scene, but the, the action scene in Recall, which is completely played in the trailer, mm. there's no surprises yeah. there. That's a very Jason Bourne style yeah. scene. A little bit derivative. I think it needed something a bit fresher yeah. to not draw those comparisons. So while I think this movie probably doesn't deserve the hate that it's received online, it's not going to be a classic as the original, deserve it or not has become I still would have liked to have seen the the sequel that was always threatened directed by the uh, the greatest director in the world Two Takes Frakes <laughs> uh, but I give it two and a half stars so apart from our obvious disagreement on Kate Beckinsale because mm-hmm. I I don't, not just her ass I actually find her quite a, a serviceable little actress I think she's constructed <laughs> But yes, if if the Academy were handing out Academy Awards for how you know great ass shots, oh. Len Wiseman would win. He won't, um, he won't. We get it. She's got a great ass. I agree with you. Um, we all hate you. Yeah. I but I I she didn't remove me at all. I I find her quite every, everything I've seen her. Probably Van Helsing was the only thing I ever thought she was a bit shit mm. in. But anyway, so be it. I mean, you know, you're gay. So what do you know? Colin Farrell is speaking of gay. He's fucking hot. There was so much beauty on that screen. I was having a little bit of trouble. <laughs> Um, and I said he and Fassbender <clears throat> need to have a cock off. <laughs> I think Fassbender would win because I've seen the um, I've seen the Colin Farrell sex tape. It's not that good. well. He, he was a pack, there was a room that he, there was a movie that he was in where he was meant to be tackled out. Yeah, and, and they said that women couldn't concentrate after that. Well, you know, well, how was Magic Mike? By the way? <laughs> um, and I'm the gay one, folks. Yeah, uh, musicals. Look, I, I actually, I will say from the outset, as I was going to, um, that I actually didn't like the original film at all. Even when I first saw it, uh, I and somehow somewhere along the line, I've managed to see this fucking thing quite a few times, at least that I knew, that I know the whole storyline back to front, inside and out. 
So, like, yeah, for two acts of this movie, I was like, oh, I know what's happening, I know what's happening. And I was checking it off in my head, but something kind of fun happened to me that hasn't really happened before. <laughs> Dutch rudder in the, in the cinema. Was that I suddenly found myself, I, I got this bizarre sensation when he's doing the chase um, through the, the multiplex mm. and whatnot. So I kind of went, I, I, for a second, I, I felt a sensation and I realised I was smiling and I realised I was enjoying this film. And that was it was bizarre because what I was really doing was going okay here's the here's the scene where they do the face head, fake head here's the scene mm. where he's got to get the tracking device out of himself here's this scene here's mm. that scene yes we all know Kate Beckinsale's not his wife but then all of a sudden at some point I'm just going oh fuck you know this is a good movie mm. I think the weakest link of this entire film um, was Brian Cranston and Jessica Biel because mm. I think they just they're just toss John Brian Cranston. He uh, he was over the top, and the the this movie really fell down in the final reel mm. for me, which was the, si- the everything yeah. about it. Yeah, with the the whole thing bringing all the robots down through the fall. That's a great idea. I thought that was mm-hmm. yeah really cool. But the problem is, is the moment you go mano a mano or mano a robot with a fucking with a robot, mm. as Colin Farrell does hand to hand with a robot, you did. Pissed me off. Pissed me off about I Robot. Mm. Pissed me off about any other thing. I'm, look, I'm giving this movie three stars. I'll get it out on Blu-ray when it mm. comes out, but I because it is it is pretty. It's a very pretty movie. It, it's, and and the action sequences are, are very deftly handled and, yeah. and, and whatnot. And yeah, that, yeah. That, that chase that you were talking about yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, and it was just just very clever and yeah. some of the things and and I did like the and fun. the car chase was quite was yeah, quite good yeah. too. I thought yeah. that was really cleverly. I like the then just the quick things you drive and the the, the, the mm. steering wheel steering stick goes mm. across the and all that sort of business, but I'm not convinced anything Jessica Biel ever does. I, d- I don't understand. She's no great beauty no. to me. In fact, putting her up against Kate Beckinsale just made her look fairly fucking plain Jane. Mm-hmm. And all the way through it, I'm constantly wishing that Jessica Biel, who was playing the Laurie character and, mm-hmm. and Kate Beckinsale, I'm not cunt struck. I just think she's fucking hot, and I thought it was a good good sound. Anyway, I'm not going to go the whys and the wherefores of her um, her acting skills. I just thought it was pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's a worthy sci-fi flick. Mm-hmm. But it's just a shame yeah. that you know, and the, you, and you, bring, up, you de- bring up the sort of the third act. It doesn't deserve the hate it's getting. No, but you, you bring up the third act. Yeah. Why is the final fight? And spoiler, why is the final fight with fucking Brian Cranston? Oh. That's just really like, with, with a politician. That's yeah. just silly. And and like the drop. Is what, 17 minutes? The fall. The fall? It's called the fall. Okay. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's like 17 minutes. Well, yeah, I couldn't remember how long it was, but I th- yeah, if something yeah. like that, it's, it's something it's ridiculous. Well, it's something straight. What? It's, it's yeah. using a gravity elevator. Mm. I mean, a yeah. theoretical thing. It should mm. only be about 40 minutes tops, mm. so if they're going to advance yeah. it through the future. Yeah. It's not... Why were the robots in stasis? Exactly. That just seemed ridiculous to me. It's like, yeah. you're going through a room with robots. Okay, they're all in stasis. Good, I can sneak through. Why do you need to put a robot in stasis? Even know. if it's a long drop, why do you need to put a robot in space? Well, the only thing, and uh, you're right, of all the plot holes, we could go with that yeah. one. No. But why do computer... they need to sit down in the fucking chair and get strapped in? Why not just fucking pile them all in there? Well, so, presumably so they don't get damaged. But I, I see your point. But, I mean, computers go into standby mode. Like, maybe they For 20 minutes? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Look, yeah, I, it's a valid point. It, it really is. I liked some of the aspects. What, what, where the disconnect for me was is this This should have been an R-rated film. They went the safe route so more people could go and see mm-hmm. it. This movie had enough edge to it, especially with what's going on in the world, the Occupy movements, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. And we could harken back to Dark Knight Rises. Mm. 
that that movie had a dark edge to it. This had the potential to have a dark edge to it. Bill Nighy was just completely wasted. Yeah. I was desperate for Guado to, to pop out of his chest, but that was never going to happen. And despite, I think it's Caitlin, I wrote her name down, Caitlin Lieb with the three boobs, mm. as sensationally beautiful as she is, mm. there was no mention of mutants or anything. So, yeah. what, so why what would you have fuck? three boobs? Yeah, no woman ever. I mean, there's enough kink in this world. I mean, German shit flicks and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Really? Someone hasn't decided to pay a woman to get a third breast um, for porn? I mean, obviously, the, 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 it's not out there. The need's not out there. No, no one wants it. No. So we're to presume that only a couple of hundred years in the future? Yeah, we're suddenly... Because uh, yeah. so we could do it shit. now. Yeah, yeah, it's not that hard. How, oh, much, how much do you reckon it would cost? I don't know. Let's find out. Look, I, like I said, I thought it was a fairly serviceable film. But yeah, it, what would have been great is if they, they left it a little bit more like they did with the original... Mm. Um, with the, are we a hundred percent sure that he really was? Yes, yeah, there was, there was one scene agent. of that. Yeah, and yeah, that could have been. Yeah, yeah, like right up until the end. What would have been great was an Inception ending, where you just don't know. Yeah, is absolutely. it real? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. He could have been. But hugging. but then I think you know. We're even rem- <laughs> we're asking a lot of Len Wiseman. Yes. Len Wiseman makes a certain type of film, yes. and that that really revolves around Kate mm. Beckinsale's ass. Mm. Anyway. <clears throat> Moving right Which, along. Which, as we said, I have no problem with the other. Oh, it's, it's, it's a sensational thing. I could look at... Granted, you know, I, you're right. Maybe at some point he needs to stop rubbing it in our faces or he needs to might, might need to be able to say, no, baby, I'm sorry. I'm not making a movie. Because it's man, not... Man the fuck up. It's not like it? a Scorsese, Scorsese-DiCaprio pairing. Or Scorsese-De Niro. Yeah, it's not a... Or you know, Ridley Scott-Russell. Yeah, or a Tarantino-Christoph Waltz. It's not yeah. a, you know... Anyway. It's not a pairing for the ages. No, but you know, or Tarantino, Uma Thurman. She's not his muse. Yeah, but see, I don't even like Uma Thurman. Neither do I. But Tarantino so... does. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. but so just because Tarantino does. No, I'm so, I'm <laughs> teasing. Fuck you. <laughs> teasing you. All right, so Expendables two. Yes. <clears throat> the much anticipated. I won't lie to you all. I was very antis- I was very anticipating. <laughs> Language is my tool. I was very anticipating. Um, so much so that uh, I yeah I could not wait to write this review down. Directed by Simon West, obviously uh, starring Sylvester Stallone. Oh, do, do we need to run the list? Sylvester Stallone, Jason. It's easy Stephen, to say who's not. <laughs> Jet Li, Dolph Lundgren, Chuck Norris, Terry Crews, Randy Couture, Jean Claude Van Damme, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and a spoiler cameo-ish role by Liam Hensworth, mm-hmm. who is quite the little actor I'm impressed I I mean I've only really seen him in Hunger Games and stuff and it's not just brother Chris that's doing it and apparently Australian he's got an I mean they're all obviously Australians yeah. they've got an older older brother somewhere along the line John Hemsworth who knows fuck Zeppo Zeppo <laughs> Curly he um he's looking to try and break in over there and stuff but when you you see all three of them side by side it's Chris that that got all the talent in that family like he's like seven foot tall or something yeah. and built like a brick shit house Written by Richard Wink, which I did have to double check that name, <laughs> um, and Sylvester Stallone. Stallone stu- uh, stood by, <clears throat> he's executive producer, he wrote uh, the story or, or the screenplay, and then pretty much stepped out of the directing role. $100 million budget, so you can imagine explosions galore. The movie picks up as, as, uh, as, the, second, as the first movie did with the expendable team, expendable crew, mid-mission, um, in, uh, in Medea Res, if you will. 
they come tearing in like a mob of cowboys to rescue a, a, a well, an unknown uh, hostage. And hilarity ensues as they start screaming wonderful things with like uh, open up, knock, knock, all this wonderful stuff as this carnage just takes, takes place with these vehicles, blasting the living bejesus out of everything and killing pretty much every known extra to man- in, in mankind's history in the first five minutes. We get in cutscenes, comes inside, they rescue, it turns out they're rescuing a Chinese businessman who, interesting, and the reason I'll sort of focus on this because it, it does bring up a little interesting point about sort of the backstory of this movie. And they also inevitably, spoiler alert, rescue Arnold Schwarzenegger, who, as mentioned last week or last podcast, cannot fucking act and is just fucking awful in this film. Nonetheless, they rescue him. He mentions something about owing, and they. The, the problem with this film is there's too much toing and froing with each other's lines, so you get very confused with who says what. On their way back to stateside, they're in the the Barney Ross's plane, played by obviously Barney Ross, played by Sylvester Stallone. I'm going to presume everybody knows who everybody is because otherwise we've got Trench as as Arnold Schwarzenegger, Church as Bill uh, Bruce Willis. Fuck you. Well, you know who they are. Um, they've all got funny names. Hail Caesar, Christmas Lee, all that sort of shit. And then we see Jet Li's character strap himself to the Chinese businessman and jump out of the plane, presumably to make the drop. And then that's it. We don't see Jet Li anymore. A little bit of digging reveals that Jet Li didn't really want to be in the sequel and only agreed to do it as a cameo, which is why he says, maybe I'll be back, maybe I won't, who knows, jumps, disappears. Okay. Which is a shame because I like Jet Li. Jet He's Lee. one of the reasons I like yeah. to see this thing. The escape brought, brings us to uh, Liam, uh, not Liam, yeah, Liam Hemsworth, the brand new team kid on the block, Billy the Kid, who plays a, uh, um, a former army sniper who rescues both Christmas Lee and Barney Ross out of a fairly nasty situation. And, and we come to like this character as he then decides to tell us that he's no longer, he doesn't really want to be part of his life and he might as well have put on a red shirt. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's this like, is, I've got a girl back home, yeah. and this is my last mission. Yeah, and I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and thanks very much. I've made a lot of money. You guys are wonderful. I'll just I'll finish the month out. Yes, you well you did. What I really want to get at. Look, the story is it, it goes on a little bit further. Here we get Church and Bruce Willis, the mysterious Mister Church, who who ambushes Barney in his in his uh, in his plane. And again, Bruce Willis, who can deliver line readings. He was... I don't understand his character at all. He was he was worse than he was in the first movie. Basically tells Barney Ross that because you didn't fulfil the mission properly last time, which was a bit... Yeah, anyway. I, I, I would have put up an argument to that, but that's just me. You owe him... He, Barney Ross owes him, and they need to go into Bulgaria to pick up... Or take a specialist in there and pick up this little black box. The 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 ubiquitous black box which contains information that they were for some reason the, the MacGuffin box were flying yeah Deus Ex box flying it across the fucking I you mean what's that Deus Ex Deus box. Ex box Deus Ex box the MacGuffin box I uh, just forget about the plot they go in and there we meet the, the true star of this show <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme in a career redefining role if anyone's seen JCVD which is the the where he plays himself caught up in a bank robbery and all that is that's brilliant that is brilliant this this role Jean Claude should be the villain in every movie from this point on he laps up the role and he delivers it and this is where this movie fails dismally as far as I'm concerned 
in comparison to the first one, this movie stops taking itself seriously. And I think that's how the movie worked. In the first, in The Expendables, they took themselves seriously. They, they were hard-ass mercenaries. Here, they're tossing off one-liners and flipped it, all this sort of shit all over the place. And it's, not, it's nowhere near as good as, as the first, I feel, as the first movie. Epitomised by Jean-Claude Van Damme, who delivers his lines with such conviction... Who, who struts and postures and just screams, I'm a B-star, chewing up the scenery. I fucking loved him in this role. Red shirt Billy, cops a knife through the chest when they... Um, which, fuck you, spoiler alert, I don't give a shit. Go and watch the movie. The, but, and, of course, we get to see a few, a couple of additions to it, when, and mainly a little, uh, a little bit of fanboy torch for Scott Atkins who plays Hector, Jean-Claude Van Damme's offsider. I can't remember Jean-Claude Van Villain, I think his name is, so, which is pretty pretty awful. Now I know why I don't remember it, because the whole way through it I'm going, villain? 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 Really? So be it. Villain steals the, the MacGuffin box. Barney has to go in and get it. And then Q cameos galore. In comes Chuck Norris, being called by his name from a movie called uh, Good Guys Wear Black. His name, so his name was Booker, making reference to the fact that he was Lone Wolf McQuaid and possibly one of the worst line readings but funniest <laughs> moments. With, with the, the fact. The Chuck Norris fact gets thrown in. Look, it's funny, but so be it, you know. So we find that the, the MacGuffin contains the map to hidden Russian plutonium. Again, not really all that important. Jean-Claude Van Damme steals men from a village. They go in. It's, it's Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. We've got the women now who want to fight. It's all bollocks, but who gives a shit? In goes Barney Ross. Impossible situation after impossible situation after impossible situation. We have the showdown that we've all been waiting for. Jean-Claude Van Damme versus Stallone. And... Uh, it let me down. Two spinning kicks. That was it. Jean-Claude Van Damme stands there and gets pun- the shit punched out of him. It's, yeah, it's all shit. And then it goes shit towards the end as well. We've got fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger going, I'll be back every chance he fucking could get. And um, the the meeting of the Planet Hollywood fucking board with Bruce Willis and Sylvester Stallone. I'm giving this movie like two stars. I And I really enjoyed the first movie. I came out of the first movie high-fiving. I think we saw it. I was, I was fucking happy with the first movie. Yeah. I went, that was everything I wanted it to be. But this movie was just... It just wasn't there. It just wasn't there for me. Director Simon West, who, who gave us Con Air. Okay. So he can do action. And the action is there. They blew up fucking everything. They, they shoot the shit out of everything. <laughs> well, they, um, you know, sadly a stuntman died... In this one, really? and another one was critically injured, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but you know, fucking, you know, they know what they're getting into. I'm fast and loose with this review because let's face it, the movie was pretty fast and loose. Yeah, two stars from me. While I agree with a lot of your your <laughs> statements, I actually have a completely different take on it. Yep. I saw this movie on DVD. I didn't see it in the cinema. Expendables one, that is. I saw Expendables one on on DVD. And then a week later, I saw the eighteen. Oh, okay. And I thought the A-Team was a much better movie than The Expendables, precisely because it didn't take itself as seriously as The Expendables did. Yeah. I think they've... I agree, they don't take themselves anywhere near as seriously in this film, and I think the film is better for it. Oh, okay. That, uh, wow. Th- they First know- Kate Beckinsale's ass, and now this. 
<clears throat> there won't be an episode 12, folks. No. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> they know exactly what they set out to do, which was to make a completely over-the-top, 80s-style, balls-to-the-wall action film. Mm-hmm. And they've done it. That opening sequence was just insane. Fucking exploding heads, guys getting shot, and holes the size of fucking yeah. fists. Well, just... pe- people disappearing in red mist. Yeah. yeah. Just completely over the top. Awesome. Yeah. You know, it's it's ridiculous, but it's it is quite quite awesome. The non action bits of the film do suffer. The Hemsworth stuff with Billy the Kid, you you see where that's going yeah. a mile off. And it doesn't because they can't with the with the exception of, of Hemsworth, because no one in this movie can act. <laughs> no. You don't get the investment in him to to buy Barney's revenge. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's the reason they, they go on this, the whole second oh, half of the movie yeah. is, oh, they killed her. They killed her. We're going to kill him. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's a it, fairly... And they hu- and Jean-Claude Van Damme humiliated them all. That was another... Oh, that was... Van Van Dick has, has Van Damme ever been a villain before? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. Because he was, I 100% agree with you. He was the greatest. How in awesome this movie. was he? Like He oh. was just so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. Loving it. Yeah. Yeah. Presumably coked off his fucking head, but it's uh, John Claude Van Damme, so yeah. what are you going to do? Chuck Norris, the NRA loving Republican stooge that he is, <laughs> does sort of take the piss out of himself yeah. and, and the sort of characters that he's played. Chuck Norris fact, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, delivered badly, but you laughed at it anyway because you knew what was you knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's the he feels betrayed mm-hmm. by this film because he said, "I'll do it if it's PG thirteen." They said, "Yeah, yeah, Chuck, come and film your stuff." Then they said, "Fuck him," and took it to an R rating. Was it is is this confirmed? He's is not this... happy. He said he's not coming back for a third because right. he feels betrayed. Okay. Alright, as long as it's definitely confirmed, because I, I, I thought this was a bit of a beat up. I heard the the concept, and I did say fuck Chuck Norris. We did. It was in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah. Fuck Chuck Norris. But um, and I thought because the way his entry, he fairly lays waste mm. to people. So I don't. Yeah, but apparently it was swearing that he had. An, I don't. I wasn't. There was something that he yeah, he wasn't happy with. Yeah. Last week, we talked about, and I talked about how much I was looking forward to the Last Stand. Which yes. is Arnie's new film. Yeah. You'd like to retract that? I would like to retract that. <laughs> Holy and unreservedly. Oh, what the fuck? Arnie was awful. Yeah. We know he can't act, but you never you don't want Arnie to act. What you don't want Arnie to do is look old and haggard and fucking ridiculous. And so did Dolph Lundgren. Have you did you notice any and mm. uh, because this was exactly the same point that you I think mm. you're about to make with Arnie. Whenever Arnie walked, he had that sort of stiff leg fucking swagger. Dolph Lundgren is fucking old. Like, yeah. oh, they just... I don't know what the fuck they've done to themselves. They've yeah. obviously not kept themselves in fucking no. shape, which is a surprise. Yeah. But... but yeah, Arnie was just fucking awful mm. in this film. Don't make it... If you need to go back to making money, to you know, to pay for your fucking kid that you had <laughs> with the nanny, go and make Junior 2. Go and make a twin sequel. I'm sure mm-hmm. Danny DeVito would love the fucking work. Yeah. Don't make action films... You look ridiculous, you're embarrassing yourself and your legacy. Having said that, <laughs> when they're in the smart car, 
and they're just driving along shit. How it kind of did look that was, awesome that was, to see Arnie yeah. shooting the fuck out of things. Yeah, but, it's, but when he was standing with a gun, yeah. he just looked ridiculous. He looked tired. He looked tired and old and... Yeah, yeah Bruce wasn't much better, mm. but at least Bruce doesn't look as old as Arnold looks. I thought... I, I was torn. Some of the stuff with Lundgren's character... What's what, what? I don't even know his name. Gunner. Gunner. Yeah. The chemical engineer stuff. Yeah. The Fulbright scholar stuff. Cute, if you know that he is. Actually, yeah. Well, so, he's a chemical engineer. Yeah. Chemical engineer. He is a Fulbright scholar. Yeah. That stuff's cute, but just not believable mm. because he's just been so beat up, and seems semi-retarded. Yeah. Is like. There's there's no no amount of disbelief suspension mm. that can make you, even though it's the truth, which is which is kind of sad. Yeah. To me, there's a lot to love in this film if you know what you're walking into, mm. which is a big silly action film, a big over the top, bunch of mates making a movie together, which is what it is. I was disappointed by the lack of Jet Li. I kept expecting him to come yeah. back at the end. Well, when when Chuck Norris made his appearance, I went, mm. oh, Jet Li. got to be Jet Li. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, the, the second comeback of, yeah. of Chuck. But yeah. um, I thought visually, I thought the, the American town was quite, yeah, was quite well done. That was, a ni- that was a nice touch. The addition of the, the Asian woman. I actually thought... Did they have a quote? Like, could they only have one Asian on the team at once? <laughs> well, who I thought she was initially was going to be the female from Crouching Tiger. No, 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 no. no. The female from Rambo Two: First Blood. Yeah, I thought not First Blood. Sorry, Rambo Two. Mm. I thought that's who it was going to be because mm. he has sort of has. Yeah. But, and I thought it'd be interesting if they brought her back as an actress. Yeah. But you know, she's probably yeah. like sucking cocks from yeah. Bangkok or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, she's actually the <laughs> head of Taiwan's third largest bank. There we are. I complete that is a complete lie. I made that up completely. Yeah. But I did think they did go a bit silly with some of the one liners. Yeah, like as you said, the "I'll be back." You've been back enough. Be, yeah, it did go a bit far. I'm giving it three stars. Yeah, I did enjoy. I enjoyed it more than the first one. And yeah. See, there we go. We talk about the one liners. There was a moment there where Chris Hemsworth, a uh, leading Hemsworth character, Billy the Kid, is sent on point. Mm-hmm. Arnie Ross says to him, go up on point, and he mm-hmm. basically sprints yeah. up the top of a mountain. Everyone's sort of looking around. Jason Statham turns to, to um, Sylvester Stallone and says, do you remember when we could do that? Mm-hmm. And, and Sylvester Stallone, in one of the best readings ever, laughs and says, no. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was the sort of humour I like. When they're all sitting in there having lunch. Well, it's slightly dinner. self-deprecating. Yeah, and when he turns to him and sort of, you know, and he says, oh, I could really, Gunner says, oh, I could really go for some Chinese. And Barney says, you're going to be fucking hungry. Mm. Everyone laughs. Yeah. Where this could have worked better, Terry Crews saying to Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you don't give me back my gun, you're terminated. He should have said to him, you're terminated, fucker. And those, those were the characters that mm. should say these lines. Yeah. And they should say them to the other person. They should have bowled up next yes. to him, I'll be back, and then go and have Schwarzenegger kind of look at him a little bit yeah. like as if, what the fuck? That was cool. And mm. those were the... and Because I thought Expendables took itself just the right amount of serious. Every now and then, this thing, I, I thought... I was surprised they didn't trip the fuck over themselves because they spent so much time looking at the camera winking. Mm. It To me, it was as, as worse, uh, worse than Star Trek. Okay. In that regard. All right. But... Yeah, yeah they, they did take it too far. They took it too far. Yeah, yeah. and and what could have been cleverly done, 
And I think Simon West probably couldn't go up to Arnold and said, you know what, you look fucking ridiculous holding that gun. Can you stand a bit better? Like, I think, you know, when you've got icons like that. Yeah. Whereas Sliced that's, Stallone... That's, that's like Kevin Smith talks about. You, ha- you can't direct Bruce Willis. No, exactly. Like, like Arnold, I imagine, would be the same. Director. Yeah, you'd need a strong, strong... Mm. Jim Cameron could walk up to Arnold and say, mm. fucking stand here and do this. You look yeah. ridiculous. Because he's got the runs on the board. But, yeah. I mean, I did, I did like those shots where Arnie's on full auto... Um, Stallone's on full auto mm. and stuff that there were some iconic shots yeah. but I was just so disappointed with the dialogue yeah. so do So now we come to the, the the meat of the show. The meat. This yeah, is meat. this is something we've been talking about for a little while. Yep. We've we've been doing this podcast for a few months. At least an hour. Now? Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few months now. Yep. <laughs> no, it, it feels like it's been a few months. We wanted to sort of give a recap, not of just the past six months or however long we've been doing the cast, mm. but of the last year. Yep. So we've gone and made our lists of the top five and bottom five films of the last 12 months. The That we've seen. That we've seen in the past 12 months. And it was films that were out in the last 12 months, not mm. just things that we've, we've seen that we haven't seen yeah. before. My criteria on whether it was eligible was Box Office Mojo, have actually have a, a setting where you can search for box office receipts yep. for the past 365 days. My rationale was if it's in that list, then it's making bank, it's still in release, so it's it's eligible. Yep. So yeah. I've, I've... And there were some 650 movies in that list. There were a lot of movies. Yeah, so... Most of them at the bottom end. Yeah. One thing I found going through this that I managed to miss, either intentionally or, or just by default missed a lot of the really shit movies yep. of this year. So I've got movies in my list that I didn't I didn't necessarily hate, but by the rules of the game, they have to be in there yeah, in, in the bottom yeah. list. So I have to probably see more shit movies. <laughs> the other thing that I'll, I will say is that this list also has the benefit of, of hindsight. Mm-hmm. So the rate films that we've rated previously, while they may be rated higher or lower... Benefit of hindsight gives us a bit more flexibility, so there might be movies that are rated higher than other movies, but are on the list. But it's my list, so suck a bag of dicks. Yeah. Uh, did you did you rank your top five yeah, as well? Oh, okay, so I didn't do that. I must confess. I just went, these are my top five mm-hmm. movies in no particular order, yep. and these are the worst pieces of shit I've seen in the past yeah. 12 months. Well, I, I intentionally no numbered them, yep. because there were some fucking shockers that I wanted to make sure people knew yeah, yeah. were fucking <laughs> well, shockers. Yeah, and... But you, through, I think all, you probably have all. I, I can guess four of your fucking worst <laughs> movies straight through, off the bat. Through no fault of of their, them, I've actually ranked them in the the order of like order of worstitude. Yeah, but yeah, a top five to me was so hard to pick. Yeah. that I'm just glad I got them in there. Yeah. You know? yeah. All right, so we'll start with the with the bad list. Yeah. Again, not a terrible movie, but in what I saw, my number five worst movie of the year, Rock of Ages. Ah, interesting. 
Interesting. So, again, I didn't dislike this movie. Yep. But because I there wasn't a whole lot of shit. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I rephrase. I get. I reckon I can guess all five of your fucking worst movies. All right. All right. Here you go. In any you can have any order you like. All right. You can't have Act of Valor because fuck it, you know that's okay. Well, well, we know that's on there. Yeah. I reckon your other four movies. Yep. Wrath of the Titans, which you said was a piece of shit. Yep. Abraham Lincoln, which you said was worse. <laughs> yep. Battleship. Ah, uh, no. And Prometheus. Ah, uh, see, now, Prometheus brings up... No. You've got two of them. Okay. My top two, Wrath of the Titans and Ameri- Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Act of Valor, of Act course. Of, so Act you've got Valor. three. Yeah. Because I assume Act of Valor's on your list. Uh, my list, Rock of Ages, yep. Dark Shadows, Prometheus, Battleship, Act of Valor. Ah, uh, see, now, I didn't hate Battleship that much. To put it on the list, it's certainly <laughs> Prometheus. Now, Prometheus nearly made it. Well, so my other two, uh, my other one, sorry, was In Time, Jason, Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake, and yep. fucking Amanda Seyfried. See, I didn't hate that. Oh, see, I did. <laughs> I hated it because I like Justin Timberlake. I really do, and I hated it. What would have scraped in a notable mention was Drive, Ryan Gosling's. As the worst movie. movie. Yeah, I that's, hated that. Fucking see, that's on my fucking honourable mention yeah, for best movie. See, that's why you're a tosser. No, it's a fucking. Oh, uh, no, anyway, it's a shit movie. It's a shit movie. We're going to throw down. No, fucking drive. See, Prometheus. I'll take my Ryan over your... You're going to have all the Reynolds you want. I'm Team Gosling, all the way. <laughs> there is something about him. He's a charismatic fucker. For me, Prometheus wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen or saw this year. It was the most disappointing movie. Mm-hmm. and Because believe me, I, I went through and bolded the ones I liked and italicised the ones I didn't. And... Prometheus was in italics but when you looked at whether I could handle ever watching that movie again sort of mm. thing I would I would rather fucking have sex have rampant dry butt sex with a man in the middle of Garima Place in New Year's Night than watch fucking Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter again like that's they, if, the, if they were the choices I'd as, rather as a be honest. or a catcher <laughs> I'll take it up. I don't care. I'll switch. I'll go ass to mouth. I'll go ass to mouth with a sweaty homeless man in the middle of Garima Place than watch Abraham Van- fucking Vampire Hunter again. There was one in there actually now that we realise it. And it's a bit of a dirty, dirty shame. Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I watched the sequel. <laughs> <sighs> fucking awful. So bad that made the first one look like fucking Citizen Kane. Really? So that's yeah. my, yeah. No, awful, awful, awful. Drive, really? You yeah, thought... I really like Drive. Oh, see, I, th- I was so uninspired by Drive. As, Dro- as a... Drive, as, as I've said at the time, because I don't know that we review it. We, I don't think we, so. we didn't review it, but I think we talked about it. Mm. I actually think the Drive is going to be up there with Scarface. We, I think we spoke about this, and, and I, because I, I do. I mean, it's an 80s style it. movie, if that makes yeah. sense. It's a, but it's, yeah. I thought it was good. Okay, <laughs> look, you you can like it, but you're wrong. Okay. I just, oh, it was just so boring and go nowhere and fucking Ryan Gosling. Well, I mean, did he have any words at all in the movie? <laughs> look at me in my cool jacket. Good jacket. Though. Oh, that was in the top jacket. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, fuck it. All right. So look, no arguments really. With uh, so, what was your what was your worst shit mo- your shit movies? Rock of Ages, Dark Shadows, Prometheus, Battleship, Act of Valor. Yeah, okay, I can understand why Dark Shadows has to be on there because it was, it was a movie you saw, but I, it certainly mm. wouldn't have made. Yeah, yeah. D- Dark Shadows. Even though my Burton issues are well documented, yeah, 
Rock of Ages and Dark Shadows are on there just by yeah. just by the numbers. Just by virtue of numbers. Yeah. Yeah, look. If had I seen Wrath of the Titans or Abraham Lincoln, they'd be safe. I tell you, nearly made it was also Immortals. That nearly made it as well. Ah, but, but isn't that just like Wrath of the Titans again? Well, fortunately I didn't like In Time More. <laughs> yeah, like I said before, it was harder to get a top five good movies mm. than to, to narrow down top yeah. five. Yeah, because there were a lot of good movies yeah. in the last 12 months. All right, so five to one, you want to kick it off? Five to one, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I can easily we, rank these. Back and forth? Yeah, sure. Number five, Shame. Yeah. Did you want to do number five? The Muppets. Okay, yeah, yeah. I fucking loved that film. I loved it too. I um, It didn't fit my criteria. And okay. I couldn't even explain to you what my criteria was. But you, you don't need to explain um, it's our fucking podcast. It was a notable mention, though. Yeah. So it was 50-50, and, mm-hmm. but, which I think is a spectacular movie. Yeah. People should... Uh, my number four was Hugo. I am... That is very high on my list of yeah. shame. It's, I am yet to see Hugo. The problem with Hugo is that... I know, I've certainly I've posted about it. I've called it... Hugo is probably of all-time top ten favourite movies, like best movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Hugo is, has taken a spot wow. in that. That's how good a movie it is. But... With such high praise, when you know you invariably watch it, which you which you mm. will, and it has been highly recommended that it's watched in three D if you can mm-hmm. somehow watch it. I watched it on Blu Ray. I loved it. I was in. I am in love with Hugo. I think it's such a great movie. But you know, I I would hate to see it if you would watch it and go, you know what, Scorsese, for fuck's sake, you know what are you trying to do? Yeah. No, the problem the problem is that it does have so much hype around it. It can only go down. But it does. It, yeah. it can either it's it it's streeping. Yeah. It can. It has a. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I desperately wanted to do it. I just haven't had a chance. If yeah. if the 3D thing is the way people think, I'll wait till the new TV and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. do it then. Yep. My number four, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah, see, this was a notable mention of mine, but yeah, okay. I just didn't, it just didn't make the list. Yeah. Just didn't, because in order to make the list, it had to knock one of the ones off mm. and I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do so, it. Matt's movie Deathmatch. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful. Sophie's mm. Choice. Yeah. But Tinker Tailor Spoils was a solidly made movie. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended. Did we review it? I, th- I don't I think we I did. think, did we? I don't know. God, we should we should probably learn our own podcast and shit. Yeah. But anyway. I know. I t- I t- I'm so high when I fucking review it. <laughs> I don't have a fucking... Are we even doing a podcast? <laughs> Rack up about nine <laughs> rolls of coke before we fucking fire this podcast <laughs> off. Um, I am tripping balls right now. <laughs> Number three, anyone who knows me would know that this is probably one of my favourite movies of all time. Warrior, Joel Edgerton, Tom Hardy. Fuck, I could... If, if I was allowed to, I would rave about this. It's it's on the the non-aired pilot. Yeah, episode. it's on episode zero, which um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll come out on the special edition. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of pricks uncut. Yes. It's just such a great movie yeah. and, and really well put together movie. Interestingly, I in in the in full disclosure, I didn't know I missed it on the list. Mm. I looked for it and I missed it, so I obviously just whatever it was. And I had in its place what it's taken it was Warhorse, Steven Spielberg's okay. Warhorse. But if I had to get rid of one to put Warrior in because I really wanted to, mm-hmm. that's um yeah, that's definitely in yeah. there. My number three? Avengers. Ah, number three. Yes. Wow. On Wow. Wow. <laughs> It was hard. It was really difficult ranking these three. Yeah. I fucking love Avengers. Yep. I have still only seen it the once. Okay. Um, I have it. I have a, a rip. Yep. Sorry, I have a digital copy obtained yep. legally 
of it, so I'm going to watch it again when I when I have some time. Yep. But watch it on Blu-ray. Do well, it's, it's a 720. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I will watch it again. But the other two movies above it, yep, are just better films. Okay. Okay. So. Which brings us to our number two. Yes. Avengers is my number two. <laughs> number two, um, really? Yeah, it's my number two. Based solely on the recent reviewing, whilst I was on Father's Day, sitting mm-hmm. on the couch. Loved every minute of it. Though I'm going to own this movie and watch the living fuck out of it. Like You know how you, you put value on when you buy a brand new DVD for like 40 bucks, and you mm. think, well, I could hire it down the local DVD store. 10 times and I'll then I'll make my $40 mm. I can guarantee you I'll watch this thing fuck it I will wear it out before I yeah. I will watch it in every single incarnation that it can be watched <laughs> watch it with Joss Whedon's commentary on off all this you, you'll watch it in fucking Swedish <laughs> I will I will go through every language track just to you know just to hear Hulk smash in fucking you know Norwegian I love this movie it was mm. just it's just such a right rollicking ride bang yeah. my number two yep Shane Oh, okay, you acted up there. I did. <laughs> Figuratively uh, speaking. Again, this is one of those movies that, while I, I think I probably rated Avengers higher, mm. I cannot tell you that Avengers is a better movie than this. Yep. Shame is just so perfectly made mm. that, that it was it was like a bee's dick between being number two and number one. So not a Fassbender cock, because no. that's a vast difference. <laughs> the Fassbender's cock is the difference between shame and act of valour. <laughs> uh, this was just such a brilliantly made, a brilliantly acted film. Yeah. And with the benefit of some distance between it, has really affected me. I'm, this film gets better in... It, it gets better in memory. Yeah. By just realizing how good it was, oh, it stays with you. It's a great yeah. film, and it stays with you. And Roger Ebert, the great Roger Ebert, mm. talks when people say to him, "How can you rate, like, uh, you know, Avengers at four stars and rate Shame at four stars? Mm. Because they're two completely different ranking systems. There's no one's yeah. ever saying you should compare Avengers with Shame, yeah. for example, and stuff. Shame should be compared with Last Tango in Paris or yes. those sorts of movies where yeah. Avengers should sit. So. Mm. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it I, doesn't matter what rated what. Yeah. Shame is just a brilliant, brilliant yeah. movie. I love the fuck out of Avengers. Yep. But Shame has just stayed with me yeah. in a really personal yep. way. Yep. So. Yeah, great movie. All right, drum roll. Number one. <laughs> Should be no surprise. I think, I, yeah. The Dark Knight I'm Rises. I'm guessing that for you, yeah. yeah. The Dark Knight Rises is my number one. I love this movie. I've seen it uh, twice. I intend to go and see it on Povo Tuesday before it leaves the cinemas. I want to catch it one more time on the big screen. The movie is not without its faults. I did. We did review it pretty soon after seeing it, and I will accept that there is a slight rose-coloured tinge to my review. However, having said that, I still stand by every word. I probably don't won't gush about it like mm-hmm. I did before. It, it's a movie that just to me was the perfect conclusion to a trilogy. I don't believe the movie could have... I don't believe this series could have ended any other way. Warner Brothers have suggested they're going to give it about four, uh, four years before they reboot Batman. Well, they need to. It's, mm. it's a cash cow. They, they need to give it more than that. They need to... Well, they do, but then they miss an audience. Mm. And it, the, the rumour is that they're going to go not absolutely not camp, and they're not going to go... But they're going to inject a little bit of humour into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may start with a Justice League movie. I don't know. But 
Absolutely. Look, they they have to they have to reboot it. The problem is, I think this movie, this trilogy, for me, if I was to rank them, I would go um, number one, Dark Knight Rises. Number two, Batman Begins. Number three, Dark Knight. That's how I enjoy the movies. Yeah. Same as if I ranked see, Star see, Wars. For, for me, I am completely the opposite. Dark Knight begins. Yeah, rises. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you if I was to rank Star Wars, I go Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Star Wars. But then so would everybody. Yeah, but well, a lot of people hate fucking Return of the Jedi. I don't know why. I mean, I know the Ewoks give people shits, but eh, I don't know. Jedi is Jedi is Star Wars Episode Four is not a good film. No, not barely <laughs> stretch the imagination, and the speeder bikes and shit in Endor yeah. and stuff. Anyway, yeah. so yes, Dark Knight Rises for me. Um, I do intend. I think it's. I think this Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. So tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Possibly yeah. go and um, drag the wife off to because yeah. she wants to see it again. Yeah, and, and I, I want to see it again as well because yeah. we talk about episode twelve will be the well, it's the next the dark night. Yeah, yeah. As, as loyal listeners will know. Yep. I didn't really like it a whole yep. lot, but I've said that I will give it another shot. Yeah. Because again, I saw it as a marathon, so I just seen the Dark Knight. Mm. It was fucking midnight, so, so I will give it another shot. Yep. And then we're gonna we're gonna talk about it again next episode. Let's go mano y mano. So I'm curious. So, Mano Mano, yep. my number one film of the year. Dark Knight Rises. Warrior. Oh, really? Okay, so you whacked it up there. Again. Yep. Was impressed with it at the time. Yep. It has, like a, it has aged, like a fine wine in yeah. my mind. Yeah. This movie is just, gets better and better. Well, a reviewing will not disappoint. Yeah. I, I, I bought it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I, I have it. I've watched it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, this... Does not disappoint. This movie is just... Is a movie that again has stayed with me in the way that Shame has, and to be honest, it was a fucking yeah, yeah. toying cost. Yep, toying cost. <laughs> oh, that's alright. Here we I, go. I'm just thinking about, you know, Tom Hardy, Mike Fassbender. And I'm just thinking about tossing. Yeah. Um, it, it was a coin toss between the two of them. Yep. So that's uh, that's it. A couple of honourable mentions. You mentioned things that didn't yes. quite make your yep. list. Drive as we've talked about, although on vastly different lists. Contagion, the Soderbergh yeah. film, Contagion, yeah. I thought was, was quite good. I always thought that was a poor man's outbreak, though. But anyway. The outbreak wasn't fantastic. No, but... But I, I fucking love it. Outbreak's great, yeah. because it's, um, it's, you know, it's got yeah. some really good... Uh, and The Raid. Yeah, now see, The Raid, that was hard not to put on the list, mm. but I had to, you had to be realistic. Yeah. You had to just go in comp- comparison to mm. these other movies. recent fake death hoax Morgan Freeman yeah I, I, I thought about mentioning that in, that? The, in the other thing it's like Morgan Freeman dead it's like, but this happens you know every so often every so often yeah. someone says someone's dead and they're not um, tell you what we though, would have heard about it a lot yeah yeah but I'd, that tell you that that would have been the end of a really fucking shitty month yeah I've got to be honest I was, I was thinking how, not, not too long ago like you know I mean for, for our our parents vintage 
Paul Newman's gone, Robert mm. Redford's just about ready. Like they're, they're, all their big movie stars are all yeah. gone and stuff. It's not going to be you know, another 20 years or so and we're going to lose... Well, we'll probably lose... I mean, fucking Schwarzenegger's in his 60s. Yeah. Like Chuck Norris is, I think, nearly 70. Yeah. We're going to lose... Oh, and, we, and we could lose some good actors too. No, no, no. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know exactly. So I can't believe I said Paul Newman no. or Robert Redford and those guys. But I'm just... But I guess icons. what I'm talking about... Yeah, people... Icons. We're going to lose... We're going to start losing icons. In yeah, the people that years. we went... I mean, Harrison Ford... Is, is ready to fucking, you know... <laughs> the, the penitent man will kneal before God in yeah, his time. Yeah, sure, Con- I mean, it will be a sad day when these fuckers go. Yeah. Because they're just, you know... Anyway, yeah. so be it. Oh, so episode 11. Episode 11. And so number 12 is the big one. Number, tw- number 12 is the throwdown, folks. Yeah. It's the Dark Knight versus the Dark Knight Rises. Yep. And, yeah, it's... Uh, Matalo, it's on... Matalo, bang, bang, Matalo. Uh, it's, uh, it's on, like... Like Donkey Kong, we're going to have Michael, special guest Michael Caine. Yep. Standing, crying in the corner. Yes. Bringing the, bringing the gravitas. Bringing the gravitas, yep. We're going to, in a special treat for people that watch us on, on video, on their streaming video. Yep. We're going to have Anne Hathaway and Maggie Gyllenhaal jelly wrestle. Yep. I thought you were going to say we're going to wear pants, but, you know. <laughs> the <laughs> fucking queen coming over? <laughs> So usually we, we pepper the shit out of it, but www.acoupleofpricks.com, follow us on the web. Yeah. Twitter, ACOP Nate. ACOP Woody. Pricks at acoupleofpricks.com. And go fuck yourself at acoupleofpricks.com. For episode 12, yep. I'm Nate. I'm Woody. And we're A Couple of Pricks. Of pricks.